Good evening, everybody, and welcome to The Room, the podcast brought to you by LFC Transfer Room. And uh, we are recording at, you know, at such an appropriate time with the breaking news that the Swiss superman, Jordan Shakiri is set to leave, and uh, we will get into that. But first, obviously, let me introduce you to my co-hosts. We have the YouTube genius, Chris Stonage. How are you, Chris? I'm good, mate. I'm good. G- genius is very much too far. I'd say YouTube average, you know, nothing nothing above average. I'll go 5.5 out of 10. <laughs> I was going to go prodigy, um, but I was worried about <laughs> oh, the pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have uh, the podcast extraordinaire, Daz O'Connor. How are you, Daz? I'm good. I'm ex- extraordinarily good. Yeah. You like that? Good. Yeah, it's been <laughs> excellent. Yeah, very good use of vocab. I know, we're going to blow everyone away. It's like we've swallowed a thesaurus. Um, and obviously, I'm Richie as well, so I'll be one of your co-hosts. And uh, yeah, it's been a really good week for the Reds. Obviously, we, we had a fine game against Burnley. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Ali had to make a good couple of saves, but I don't think the result was ever in doubt. And uh, it was, yeah, really good result yesterday. Um and yeah, it's just it's so good to see the fans back. It's just great to be back. We hosted a Spaces last night. You can catch us on Spaces every Wednesday and every Saturday at 8pm. Uh, we've got a real test coming up against Chelsea, who looked you know, like they could have scored a couple today. And Van Dijk will certainly have a tougher task against Lukaku than, than he perhaps would have uh, Chris Wood yesterday. Uh, so we'll see how they go. But you know what? I'm optimistic. Everyone's optimistic. It's that time of the season where... A good performance, you know, makes us feel that way. So it's, you know, fingers crossed for the rest of the season. Um, moving on, though, to our, obviously, you know, our quick transfer update. I'm going to pass over to Chris, who will give us a roundup of all of the week's transfer rumours. Yeah, well, we, you know, before tonight, it's been a bit dry, boys, but we have got a few rumours here. Uh, first off, uh, the first one is Liverpool have probed, now that's an interesting choice of words, uh, Barcelona multiple times about signing Philippe Coutinho this summer. Talks have also started with the representatives of Sadio Mane and Andy Robertson about new and improved contracts. That comes from The Athletic. The last one came from Mundo Deportivo, by the way. Um, of course, number three, uh, we'll cover this a lot today. Uh, Jordan Shakiri uh, is going to Lyon for £9.5 million pounds the original value was around four to five million pounds so you know good business from liverpool really again and uh fourth um ben woodburn uh, another player who uh, seems like a blast in the past uh, has agreed to join scottish side hearts on loan that comes from the edinburgh evening news that's in uh, until january and they have the option to extend it until next uh, until the end of the season and finally crystal palace wolves and west ham all have divok origi on their radar um will it will it happen who knows not for the valuation that Liverpool uh, were rumoured to be asking of 20 million. I'm not sure whether that was in January and whether it's come down or not. I know that was the valuation, but yeah, unfortunately, I can't see um, I can't see the div man going for 20 million anywhere. To be fair, I don't know. I don't know. I will actually what today. I watched all Divock Origi goals for Liverpool, and it reminded me of the 2015-16 to, and then and then sort of the flurry of form he had in the next season after that. There's a player in Divock Origi. It's just not Liverpool quality so it was a highlight reel like five minutes <laughs> yeah it was and it was mostly filled He's... with barcelona <laughs> yeah well there is no you know same as shakiri obviously there is there is no madrid if if there is no Origi. you know in barcelona he was inspiring obviously he got the winner as well we call it the winner it was it was two nil but he got the second goal as well so you know I, I wish him all the best and um, 
DJ Rose three has said twelve to fifteen million for Origi. I'd take that all day long, you know. So um, yeah, I'll take that. Let's just see if he goes. I don't think he's in any rush to pack his bags. He seems quite settled and content at Anfield, doesn't he? I, I would, I would offer West Ham Origi and like ten million for Bowen. That sounds like a good deal to me. Maybe to us, but maybe not for them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another one in there, uh, Ben Woodburn as well, is, is quite an interesting one because, you know, you quite rightly said a blast from the past. And he, he was because he hit the ground running. I think we was all expecting big things from Ben Woodburn and it never really took off. He had a couple of low moves, which which didn't quite take off. And um, I think he had a very good preseason um, and, and he's in and around the squad. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. If indeed he does go to Hearts, then I think that would be, you know, a good move for him on loan. I think he needs to toughen up, doesn't he? Uh, physically, um, he's not as imposing as he should be. You look at the likes of, I think, Reese Williams in preseason really impressed me at how bulky he was. Trent's a massive one uh, in terms of the way he's developed physically. Ben Woodburn needs to do that. Um, I made comparisons, you know, quite deludedly, I think, with Jesse Lingard. The fact that he was quite a late bloomer. Maybe Ben Woodburn could be that. Um, I don't think he will be, but it'll be a good chance to show it if he is at Hearts. Um, especially, you know, it's a lovely stadium there. So, and a, and a great kit. And that's all that matters. <laughs> the stadium, the kit. It's a shame, though, because, you know, what, about four years ago, he, he, he was like the, the, new, the new wonder kid for us. And, and again, we talked about it yesterday on Spaces. These loan moves are just loan moves. Like, you know he's not going to come back to Liverpool and get in the squad. You just know. Uh, it, it's sad because, you know, when he first started, he, he was banging some goals in. And then, you know, got, got he was, what, the youngest scorer for us against, yeah. was it Leeds? I think it was Leeds, yeah. Yeah, and then just never heard from him for like one or two years. And that now, this is actually the first time I've heard his name in about two years. Uh, yeah, yeah he, did a, he had a good pre, he had a good preseason. So we'll see, we'll see where he ends up. But I think, um, you know, now that I mean, we'll get on to Jordan Shakiri uh, and and his, you know, exit. Um, we might be looking at hopefully signing a few players. So let's just quickly wrap up the Shakiri news. And it seems as though within literally the past half an hour, and it was perfect timing for, for the podcast, really, within the past half an hour, Jordan Shakiri looks to have completed his move to Leon for 9.5 million, uh, which is which is a good price, I think, for Shakiri with one year left on his contract. The initial, you know, bid was four million uh, from Leon. So to get an, you know, to get double that, it, it is what it is. I think Jordan Shakiri is actually going to go and be one of the highest paid players at Leon as well so fair play to him for that and it's one of those transfers that he actually went to Klopp and, and pleaded that it happened as well because he knows he's not going to get the minutes at Liverpool. Paul Gorst uh, of the Echo has come out and said that we are not actively looking for a replacement for Shakiri. now there's a reason why I you know extenuated those two words mainly because I think we've got a replacement for Shakiri and Harvey Elliott I don't think we need to replace 
Shakiri per se because we can replace his minutes through Harvey Elliott. So that that replacement word is really really important. And also Liverpool are not going to go around and say that they're actively looking for a transfer because then that adds value to any single bid that we we put in as well. So Liverpool are a lot smarter than that. It's, you know we know that Fabrizio Romano has has said if if Origi or Shakiri went, the Liverpool would look to add because whilst it's nice to line the coffers with nine point five million, perhaps just as important it frees up that non-homegrown space as well so we do have a space in the squad now whereas we didn't beforehand so um yeah it'll be very interesting to see what happens i think we we may as well hold tight for the next few weeks um there's been rumors today i mean we'll go on to this in a moment as well of, of saul negres coming in on loan with an obligation to buy. I think that Chelsea and Man United are in the mix there too. So that's something we can discuss. But I think it's quite important that we look at Jordan Shakiri and, and, you know, acknowledge that, I think, you know, was it was it 15 million we bought him for? Was that that it's relegation like release? Clause I thought it was 12. Was it 12? I mean, to, to get Shakiri for 12 million, A is a steal and B, you know, there is no Barcelona. There is there is no Champions League without Shakiri. Um, you know, famously had you know, put the coup de grace into Jose Mourinho, which we always love to see, and especially because it was against Manchester United, those two goals as well. So um, I wish Shaq nothing but the best. Chris, I know that you're a big Shakiri fan as well, so I'll hand over to you. Uh, yeah, I mean, in that little run when we played 4-2-3-1 in 18-19, I, I, wasn't so, I was so excited by Shakiri. Uh, it was towards the end of 2018, start of 2019, I think we'd be Arsenal 4-5-0, four, four um, played, you know, Fulham or Burnley, I think, and Shakiri scored there as well. Um, really exciting, you know, but and a, and a luxury player almost that we hadn't had under Jurgen Klopp before. Um, yeah, and his work rate actually was underrated. I think a lot of people shunned his work rate just because of his time at Stoke. Um, you know, yeah, I think he played did his job for Liverpool. He'll go down as a, as a hell of a signing, I think, especially for the value for money. Um, but it is one of those where he's going to be valued much more at Leon. He's going to be their star man, if you think about it. Apart from maybe Hussamoir, he's going to be their one of the players that they're going to try and, you know, get back in um, to the top of the league. They've just lost Memphis to Pi, of course. So, yeah. Um, so, sorry to see Shaq go, but it is he would be in the top three players uh, for me, if I wanted to sell, uh, he's one of our top three most sellable assets, in my opinion. So, yeah, get him gone. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Chris. Like, I I enjoyed when he was, you know, playing for us. Uh, injuries really took a toll on him. Um, it, it seemed like it's t- like everybody at Liverpool loved him. Uh, like his teammates, you always see him smiling and everything. But um, I still think we could have sold him for more you know uh, it's down to the wire so it's either you know we take that 9.5 or you know we we lose selling him so uh, i guess good business is it is it 9.5 quid i believe so yeah yeah Euros, right no not, not your race yeah i mean it, 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 that's not a bad resale, is it? Considering we had him at twelve, he's got a year left on his contract. He's not he's not set the world on fire at Liverpool. I think nine point five million is uh it is quite a good master stroke again, I think, by you know, by Edwards to be fair. So I I don't think he can knock that nine point five, especially if the first, you know, scandalous that it was a four million opening bid anyway, but you know, to to more than double is is pretty good negotiating skills. Also, also adding to the fact that league and, and everywhere across Europe, really, that isn't the Premier League or PSG, is skin. Like 
no, no one can afford to to buy a player, and obviously Leon had to offload Memphis Depay to get Jordan Shakiri. Um, so you know it, it's it's really important to take that into account. I think if it wasn't a COVID world, if the world wasn't monopolized by PSG, Shakiri would be going for twenty twenty five million. I think he's that value of a player, but to get nine point five, I think is 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 good business for us. Yeah, absolutely, and. Uh... You know, it's it's one of those that I, I I think he needs he needs to play regular football. He's he's coming into the the prime slash you know twilight of his career, and he needs to be playing football. I think he, I think he'd be phenomenal in league, and if he if he gets a run of games together, I really do. We we spoke on the podcast when it um, we had Jerry Mancini on from uh, Laziale, and it you know I know that Lazio were in for him too, and I said. The same thing. I think he'd do really well in Syria. Uh, league One is is perhaps a downgrade, perhaps from Syria, um, but I still think he'll he'll do phenomenally well. And that Memphis Pie replacement role, I think he can certainly play in that league. Yeah, he's a beast. You know, he'll, he'll do really well in the French league. I hope he uh, puts a number on some of those PSG players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll be, he'll be facing Wijnaldum. Oh, good point. Yeah, well, and Lionel Messi. <laughs> like, but who came up? Who came on top last time, eh? Who came up on top last time? I hope that Shaq goes up to him and says, "Oi, remember me." <laughs> and then Divock follows in there and does the same. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I suppose the next point of business, when you know we've we've all wished Shaq all of the best and and thanked him for all of the memories, I think. The next point of business then, I suppose, which we, people are asking for us for in the comments as well. Um, and thank you, everyone, in the comments. Please do keep them coming. Are we going to bring anybody in? It's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? you got all, um, I, I don't want to slander him in case I meet him, but, you know, Bad News Pierce, um, Paul Gorst, all the clubs, like the club closest journalists, should we say, should we say mouthpieces, um, but don't quote me on that. Um, saying that we won't sign anyone that in minutes will go to Elliot and to Gordon, but that really doesn't ring true with me. Um, purely because Elliot's play Shakiri, Shakiri didn't play in midfield regularly. If we think about it, he was mostly either in the 10 or on the right. Like Elliot's playing in midfield, so it doesn't really correlate with everything that they've been saying about Elliot being a midfielder and you know, <laughs> and Elliot and Shakiri not playing there. It's very, very strange. Um, so Fabrizio Romano has, has consistently said throughout the window, and he is the most reliable source, whatever anyone says, even for Liverpool, you he, you would say that he, he said that if Shakiri or Igigo, Liverpool will look to sign someone. I'd almost, I'm almost certain we'll look to sign someone. If I'd be very shocked if we didn't. Yeah, and I'm with you, Chris, as well. Somebody's coming in. I have no idea who, but somebody's coming in because uh, one of my mates... Uh, his brother's a groundsman as well, and I know Matty has a mate that's a, that's a groundsman, so they're they're hearing things, um, and they kind of say that they've been hearing somebody's coming in. So I believe the groundsman. <laughs> yeah, the, the groundsmen are uh, keeping their right ears to the ground. If they could tell us who, that'd be great because we can all get on Skybet and put a bet on, and uh, we'll get rich <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, uh, we've got a couple of a couple of comments. Um, we've got the Craig K. We've got um, DJ Rouse as well talking about um, Jeremy Doku, and I think he is. It, it, that's a that's an FSG and Klopp signing all day. Jeremy Doku. I think nineteen years old. He obviously had a, a good Euros. I don't think he was anything sensational, but there's there's such a player in there, and I think his finishing product could obviously do with some 
you know, pepping up. But Salah and Mane weren't hitting the numbers they were under anybody else apart from Jurgen Klopp. So if, if anyone can can bring those numbers up, it is going to be Jurgen Klopp and, and his team. Jeremy Doku certainly is a player. Um, we've had another comment about Rafinha. I think we're going to be priced out for Rafinha at the moment. I don't think he's keen to leave, if I'm honest. I think he would probably have to push that. Um, I personally could see us going back in for, you know, who we were supposed to sign before Jota because it was a huge smokescreen last summer. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I would go Ishmael Assar. I, th- I really like him as a player. I think, again, at 22, I think he's 22. He He looks very comfortable in the Premier League and did last time around as well. I think a SAR player, someone, we need somebody who's going to come in if we do get someone in and not demand the minutes because no one's getting in in front of that front four. You know, we've got Jota in the mix now who's keeping Firmino out of the, out of the team and that was because of obviously Copper America, but he scored two goals. You can't drop Jota. He scored two goals in two games. So I think a Doku or a SAR would be most likely for me um you know i think they'll be really good additions as well um but again it depends on price so we'll we'll have to wait and see definitely well you said that you said that no one can push past that front four last year we were saying no one can push past this front three these things can happen you know if a player comes in and has an impact like diogo jota it'll be like who can get past this front five you know um, I don't think we'll go with a player with that age profile, really. Um, you know, you said, you said Saar, uh, who's 22. Madueke, who's been mentioned in the comments, is 19, I believe. I think you need to get a player in who can have an impact without having those minutes. A bit like Jota. So maybe Saar could be a bit like that. I mean, maybe he needs a few more years in him. But like Jota, he could have an impact without being bedded in, almost. You need someone to come in and have an instant impact off the bench. Um, for me... I, I'm going to be biased. Uh, a player from my hometown, Jared Bowen. Uh, I think he would be the kind of bloke, as as we've all mentioned, uh, to come in and have that sort of impact. He's that age profile. He's not ha- doesn't have the ceiling, I don't think, as Saar. But you know, in terms of fitting into our current system, I think Bowen would be more suited than than Nose. Uh, I don't know what you think does. Um, it's, it, I think he's suited. I do. Um, obviously, Premier Premier League experience. It's just, are we going to get whole hell to ransom? Because I mean, there's there's only a week, you know, a week to go. Um, West Ham, they're they're, they're going to, you know, jack up the price. I'm sure. And then again, that's why, like the Origi thing, really, like I think helps sweeten the deal. You know, again, Origi plus money would would work. Um, but it's it's up to West Ham. The, the ball the the ball is in everyone else's court and not ours. You know that that's the issue. Everybody, I think that's why you know you hear you hear the media um, with Gorse and everyone saying we're not going to get anyone. Um, we are a hundred percent. You hear it from Klopp. We're not going to get anyone. Yes, we are a hundred percent. But I'd like Bowen. I mean, I do. Um, fits the profile. He he defo would would come in, uh, you know, as a sub, um, and could change the game. And also, you know, we need players for cup matches. We've always talked about depth. You know, Salah can't play every game of the season. 
uh, Jota's not going to play. Mane, you know, especially with uh, Mane and Salah leaving for the AFCON, which everybody, it's only three league matches. So don't let your head explode. It's only three. So we'll be all right. But yeah, Bowen's a good shout. Yeah, I mean, he's proven in the Premier League uh, that English tax, I suppose, will, with any English player, p- perhaps put more money on than what he's worth. So, again, it depends on price tag, doesn't it? We know that Edwards and, and Co. will not, you know, pay over the odds for anybody. Um, but, yeah, Bowen does count as homegrown as well. So, you know, we could actually bring in two. You could probably bring in J- uh, Jared Bowen and you could probably, again, we'll talk about in a moment, Sal Negres on loan uh, this season with the obligation to buy next season. And I think that's perfect. You're bringing in two players. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the really good shout. So, again, the best thing with Liverpool Football Club I'm pretty sure no ITKs know anything about Liverpool Football Club. And, it, it, you know, nobody saw this Shakiri news breaking today. From what I know, I'm sure I'll, I'll get told in the comments if people did. But Liverpool keep their cards close to their chest. We, we didn't see the Jota signing come in last season, you know. So uh, hopefully Liverpool do have something up their sleeve. I think a lot of it just depends on the price tag. But we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, uh, fingers crossed. But, I mean, let's talk about these rumours about Saul. We've been basically linked to him for about, what, six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks now. And the rumour's not going away. It seems like Atletico already has, they've already got the replacement in Rodrigo de Paul, who is fantastic. I can't believe, from my knowledge, like no one else was in for him because he is one hell of a player. Um, but I mean, you know, it looks like Saul's bags are packed. It's just dependent on where he goes. The good thing about a loan move is obviously you just take over his current deal. You know, we're not going to pay him any extra on his contract. So actually, that that is quite handy because let's say he moves to Liverpool and he demands £300,000 in a transfer. In a loan, you don't do that. You take 100% of the contract. If he's on £200,000 a week, then obviously that's really handy as well. Um, you know, so it's one of those that it, it makes sense because we don't have to part with any cash now. And it's also a little bit, even though it's obligation, we'll have to see what the obligations are to buy. But it's also one of those like we had with Kabak. You know, it's that it's an audition. Um, and we don't, like I say, we're saving money with with everything that we're doing anyway. So, I mean, he's 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 a he's a he's an absolute player. I don't know where he would fit in with that midfield. I really don't. It's just that what's been rumoured today and obviously LFC transfer room. We talk about transfer rumours. We look at everything that's been linked. So, you know, I. I I, I don't know whether I, I would have said yes. I saw this four or five weeks ago. It would be a perfect signing, but with the emergence of Elliot, Cater, Henderson coming back, Fabinho's yet to come back, Tiago starting to get minutes now. Is there room for him in that midfield? Don't think we need a midfielder, but if you, you saw that, I don't think we needed a midfielder last season. Really, if you looked at it, if, if from a from a basis of it, but we got Thiago because he was there, and you have to get a player like that. Saul played at left back tonight for Atletico Madrid. He's not wanted uh, by Simeone anymore. Um, why why not go for a player like him? I mean, that could potentially open the door for someone like uh, Curtis Jones to go on loan, uh, go and get some experience, or someone like that. Um, but yeah, he's a world-class player. You you can't not look to get him if he's available. It's it's a bit like even if he doesn't quite, you know, I think he fits the mold though, doesn't he? Does he not? Like I think I think he would he would almost perfectly fit into where Wijnaldum left. I would I mean I would tend to agree. Um I just wouldn't see Elliot's I wouldn't like to I know Harvey Elliott's only played two games and we're all getting carried away. Um but I wouldn't want to see those minutes being diminished. 
And again, you know, we've got the, the problem with last season is obviously we didn't have players for positions. We said going in, well, Fabinho was fourth choice centre back. It's fine because those three centre backs won't get injured. And lo and behold, we had Fabinho and Hendo playing at centre back. 19 different centre back pairings in the league last season. You know, so you can't, especially in midfield, especially the way that Liverpool play, you need rotation in that midfield because the energy levels and dynamism, like you need that in that midfield. So, so Saul is a good fit. I don't know, again, whether, you know, these these rumours are to be believed, but I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily, you know, be against it. Well, I mean, you're hearing, you know, United and Chelsea could go in for them as well. Maybe that's a smokescreen just to piss us off, you know? <laughs> I think he's actually perhaps, I think he would be where, a lot more where beneficial. United, though. I mean, you can't play McFred all the time, can oh, you? Because no. they're, they're not doing it. We saw him We saw him today, you know, like Matic is on his last legs. I think he would be a really good sign-in, if I'm honest, for Manchester United. I don't think Chelsea necessarily need a Saul with with their abundance of riches. But I think for Man United, he'll be a perfect player because they are missing and, and lacking in that midfield, which, again, is another reason why I'd, I'd, I'd prefer us to sign in because I really would not want Manchester United to get any sort of... Uh, you know, benefit from our lack of movement. Whoever's behind the LFC transfer room comments, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm getting abused in these comments. I'm not doing shots. That's not happening. <laughs> we will be though if uh, if if we bring in somebody. I can tell you that we will be doing the if shots. Jared, if Jared Bowen comes in, you know he's from my, he's from Hereford, my hometown. You know, I'll be buzzing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, just just quickly then on yesterday, it's uh, it's a, it's you know it's a segment that we're we're starting to bring in is is this stat segment. Um, just a couple really from yesterday's game, and obviously we can we can have a little bit of a chat about it because it does link into what we were saying about Sarah and what we were saying uh, about Bowen perhaps as well or any attacker that that comes in. But Sadio Mane joined a very prestigious list. Um, he became the fifth player to score fifty home goals, fifty goals at Anfield alongside Robbie Fowler, Steven Gerrard, Michael Owen, and Mo Salah. And when I read that stat. I didn't actually believe it. I thought there was more than 50, um, but it's just 50 Premier League goals at Anfield. So, I mean, again, Salah didn't have the, uh, sorry, uh, Mane didn't have the best season by his own admission last season, but there's he's such a quality player. I thought he looked dangerous before the goal and you saw Firmino get up and sit down and get up and sit down from the bench. And I thought he was going to come on for Mane. And I was like, I don't. I actually don't want Mane to go off because he looked a threat the whole way through, and he finally got his goal when he became, you know, like I say, the fifth player to score fifty plus goals at Anfield. What you know, Chris said in the transfer roundup as well. We're looking at signing Mane on an extended deal and Robbo. Again, it's one of those that if we're signing Salah and Mane to a long-term deal, Jota's only just arrived as well. That only leaves Firmino to go. I don't think he'll probably get a contract extension personally because I don't think it's got to be a slow evolution away from that front three. But again, Mane, you know, there's there's such a great, talented player in there and he so needed that goal yesterday, as Red Nightman said as well. Like, so needed that goal yesterday. You know, do do we need an attacker? This, I mean, do we need an attacker? I think so. I think it. I think if you see an injury to Salah or Mane, yes, we've got Firmino, Jota. Um, but it, it, it's. I don't know. We need the depth. I don't trust. I love him to bits, but I don't trust Hakimi Minamino in a Premier League game. 
um, for a long time, uh, unless it's against, say, a Norwich or, you know, a Watford or something like that. Um, I do think, you know, you need another one just that you can rotate in. That's maybe, you know, maybe what Oxlade-Chamberlain will do now with Harvey Elliott's going in midfield, but I prefer Oxlade in midfield as well. It's so, it's a difficult one, isn't it? But I do think we need one uh, to make sure that we continue our evolution. Yeah, we need an attacker. But you also, you know, have to look at our midfield as well because, yes, we have seven, eight midfielders, but two of them are injury prone. Um, I hope this is their season to shine, uh, especially Kaita. Um, I thought he, even though he didn't, like, off the ball, I thought he, he was boss. You know, he didn't do too much with the ball, but breaking up plays was really good. His positional sense was really good. Ox, you know, obviously wasn't there. Um, even in the Norwich match, you know, maybe he had the baby thing on his head because that was probably a really bad game for him. Um, and again, this is their two seasons, like this season for Ox and Kaita. If they don't get it right, they're gone. Um but yeah, an attacker, um, whether experienced or, or just young and hungry, is is what we need. Because I'm afraid that one of or two of the front three or four is going to get injured just because of what happened last season. Um, you know, did did we ever expect three of our best centre backs to be out? No, one maybe with Matip. Because um, again, he's injury prone. I hate that word, injury prone, which is a lot of Liverpool players, you know, in the last couple of seasons. But I mean, Gomez, that that was a freak. I still don't know really what happened. It, supposedly, he stuck his foot in the ground and then turned, and his knee just went. You know, we all know what happened to Virgil uh, and Matip. Um, what 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 really was up with Matip? I think I think I, I think Matip, Matip is what? the only one that's made of glass. Listen, I I, I see this comment. I can't uh, look. I just like stroking my beard. All right, so when I when I when I listen to people, okay, just allow me. <laughs> <laughs> um, another stat actually that that, that um stood out to me yesterday. I've, I've started doing it now. It's catching. It's <laughs> um, Trent Alexander-Arnold has provided nine assists for Sadio Mane in the Premier League, which is four more than he has for any of a Liverpool player. So, uh, again, you know, that that link will certainly, if we are looking eventually to take, you know, Mane out and put someone in, um, you know, that, that link is a very strong one. So, uh, you know, we all talk about the Robbo and Mane link because they work so well down down that flank, down that left-hand side. But obviously Trent and Mane have, have a really good connection too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've obviously had quite a few comments in. And if you've got any comments, then obviously, please, please let us know. Um, we know that there was a couple of players yesterday who weren't in the, in, in the squad. We had Origi not in the squad and Nat Phillips not in the squad, um, both of which are, are, are fit. So perhaps there might be some, some more outgoings as well. Um, Nat Phillips looks like it, it, it sort of you know, it looks like it might, Liverpool might cash in. And I, I think as much as I love Phillips, I think it's quite a smart move because he had a really good season last season. I, I Very rarely did he put a foot wrong. I thought he came into that team and he was brilliant. I think Reese Williams perhaps is going to stay because he's younger. He'll go into, back into the under-23s uh, and get more game time as well. But, you know, with Phillips, 
if, if we're going to cash in, I think now's perhaps the time to do it because looking at the past two weeks, there's a lot of defences in that Premier League that could do with someone like Nat Phillips. Hmm. I think Brighton's the one that, that, that for me, is the real. These are the one that it looks like most likely. Obviously, with Ben White leaving, they do love a nice English centre back, don't they? Um, so yeah, why not? I mean, I, I think lots of people saying he's just a cult hero. I think that's a bit harsh. Um, last season, if it wasn't for Nat Phillips, we wouldn't have got top four. Um, we own Nat Phillips a lot more uh, than than that. Um, he wasn't just good for moments. He was solid for seventeen games. Like he didn't put any. It didn't do anything, but we have to change the way we play because of him. And that's not his fault. He's just slow. Like, it's just how yeah. it is. Um, but yeah, it, it, it'd be smart business. I think, I think it, it, retrospectively, if you look at the fact that where Devok Origi hit his peak, um, I know, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but you would have sold him that summer um, after the Champions League. Um, but, and I think with, I think Liverpool will be taking that into account with Nat Phillips. Yeah, he 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 slows down. Uh, you know, we that's why we didn't do the high press last season. You know, um, fifteen mil for him, be fantastic deal. Uh, he gets you know regular football, and and at twenty four, he he deserves regular football, um, but just not at Liverpool. I thank him. I mean, he he showed over those seventeen games that he can do it, and I think he would be perfect for a team like Brighton. Or you know, I know Burnley. Burnley really did impress me actually yesterday. Um, but, uh, and Tarkovsky and me are fantastic. But it would suit a football team like that. You know, not a high line football team. Like no way. But he he did he did really well. Um, and yeah, I think it would be sensible to cash in on him. Um, so we'll see. He wasn't in the squad yesterday, as, as people have quite rightly said in the in the comments as well. I'm just going to touch on this one. I mean, it's it's something that we we looked at on the spaces yesterday. Um, Trent into midfield. I mean, we said on the spaces yesterday. For me, it's a it's it's a non-starter. If I'm honest, I would love to see Trent Alexander-Arnold be the right back of Liverpool for the next 10, 12 years and become an icon in that right back position, like Danny Alves and like Cafu. You know, I I see no real reason because. Like we were saying yesterday, he finds more space on the right than he would do in the middle of a field, you know. And Harvey Elliott yesterday, yes, he, he you, you know, Harvey Elliott was that person who allowed him almost to drift in for Mane's goal in, into that because Harvey Elliott pulled out the fullback. If you look the goal back, he pulled out the fullback and Trent could could go into that space. But that's how he finds space is because he's allowed to roam and Liverpool play the system of we attack through our fullbacks. You see it with Robbo. You saw it with Simi, to be fair. Costa Simic has a, a beautiful cross onto Jota's Bonds and that's how we attack. So I think if you take away one of the best attacking players on the right-hand side and put him into midfield, you almost get lost, you know? So um, for me, it's, it, it's a no-go. I would love to see Trent be an icon at, at right back and, you know, Cafu and Dani Alves will weep at what Trent becomes, hopefully. <laughs> we seen it with Pep Guardiola last year, didn't we? He put, um, I think it was Cancelo and Walker actually took inside uh, positions. I think maybe Jürgen's cottoned onto that a little bit. Um, Trent, last, you saw the um, the position he took before um, setting up Mane's goal. It was sort of like a number 10 position um, where, where he was. Um, that, but he's a right back. Like, um, and... He, he has so massively improved defensively. It would be, you know, taking away um, his biggest strength, in my opinion, um, which is getting up and down that right-hand side to put him in midfield where it's a completely different game, um, completely different. So, so yeah, Trent, midfield, nah. 
Yeah, I mean, if you put him in midfield, then you'd have to go out and buy a world-class right-back, you know, and we have one. We have one in Trent. So, yeah, um, I think a few months ago we talked about, like, maybe when Trent's about, like, 30, maybe move into midfield then, you know, kind of like the Gerrard role where he, he was, like, the quarterback. Um, maybe then, but, I mean, that's years down the line. Yeah, you don't touch something that's not broken. I mean, why why on earth would you you put the world's best right back in midfield? Uh, that, that's just not not a possibility. He's too good. Because um, his crosses, he wouldn't be able to do that in midfield, would he? You know, do those runs down the right flank as well. So there'd be no point. Um, that's like putting Robbo in midfield as well. Like, you, you just wouldn't do it because then that di- dimension that you have, you won't get it. I mean, Simakas, I love him. Uh, again, he's the, the world's uh, second best left back. Um, but still, uh, you would, you would have, have Andy any day of the week. You know, we, we talked about it yesterday. Uh, is he going to start against Chelsea? Is he not? Um, and same with Trent. I mean, the same. Would you would you put Trent in midfield against Chelsea, or would you have him at right back? Exactly. I know what, what, what we Danny Alves as well. Danny Alves, you mentioned, he actually got into attacking midfield in for Sao Paulo this year. Um, you know, but he was his best years, his prime years were at right back. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah he's, he's not had a bad career at right back as he as well. Let's be honest. So uh, he can he can still do it. But Trent, you know, all of these right backs, Danny Alves, Cafu, Trent Alexander Arnold, they've made fullback positions cool again. You know, gone are the days of um, I don't know. Get, let's say like Gary Neville and and Philip Neville playing on the fullback roles and just sitting and maybe doing a doing a little bit of a of an overlap. It's cool again to play right back because because you're bombing forwards and you've got that space and there's no actual pressure on you because you know that someone's in front of you so you're not going to ha- run the ball out of play. You know you've got an infield pass. I, I mean, I, I personally can't see it. I think Trent and and Rob are revolutionary and I think that he's going to be a, a future Liverpool captain as well. Um, so yeah, there we go with that. And I suppose the last thing really uh, to, to to have a look at is. The upcoming game against Chelsea, and I know that Arsenal were not at the races today, and you know that that is a club that that is in a little bit of trouble. But if Liverpool go one or two or three, hopefully up at half time, Liverpool remain unbeaten in the last 115 Premier League games at Anfield when leading at half time. So there is a very good omen if we do actually go above um, or, or go ahead of Chelsea. And the last time to actually uh, the last team to beat them after I've just slandered them was in. December 2009 against Arsenal. Arsenal. There we go. Yeah. So there we go. Um, I mean, what did we've just seen Lukaku play and we've just seen, you know, his link up play with Havertz that, and Mason Mount. I personally think that you can't really take anything away from today because Arsenal were, were pretty dreadful defensively. I think Virgil van Dijk will have a battle on his hands, but I think he'll come out on top. I think that will be huge for this. I know it's the third game of the season, but a win here against Chelsea would be absolutely monumental. Title decider, isn't it? I think. I I, 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 I can't see, unless Man City get Harry Kane, 
I do think it would be Chelsea or Liverpool pushing for the title. You can't obviously exclude because Man City's like squad is is ridiculous. It's it's just like you can't ever count them out of a title race. But I don't think Man United are going to be there. I'll probably eat my words, but you know, I, I don't think um I don't think Man United will be there. I think it's out of us three. So to be playing Chelsea at home this early and put a dent in their hopes would be phenomenal. It's frightening today watching Lukaku though, wasn't it? Like honestly. Um the, the I was watching it through <laughs> yeah, the difference in him today. I mean, he ran that game. He completely ran it, and you knew it would happen as well. I wonder what the odds before the game of uh, of Lukaku just scored, but it can't have been high because it just felt like it was guaranteed to happen. Um, he's world class, Lukaku. Um, one of the best of his generation. He will score 20, 25 goals guaranteed this season. He is guaranteed, um, and he holds the ball up so well. He scared me today. He scared me more than Harry Kane ever has. So, you know. Yeah, but he's coming. He's going to be coming up against the, the world's best defender. You know, uh, Virgil still won't be 100%. Uh, that's the only kind of issue I have. Um, but Lukaku, yeah, I mean, that's what Chelsea needed was a hold up, ju- just like the Costa, you know, and Drogba. They've always done really, really well with a hold up. At striker, um, yeah, it, it, it was it was kind of like you know when you watch Doctor Who and the Daleks show up and then you hide behind the sofa. Yeah, it was <laughs> like that today watching Lukaku. Uh, <laughs> you know, you just put your beat like, on, yeah. <laughs> As the great I mean, Sean Locke once said, Piers Morgan on wheels. Oh, yeah. God bless him. Rest in peace. But he, um, I mean. With Lukaku, I think it's actually good that we're playing Chelsea this early because Lukaku would not have been... I mean, he is he's world-class and he's going to fit into any team, but I don't want him to get him on too much of a run before we play him. So hopefully we can quell him and not give him the space you know, that, that he was afforded today. And I, a big thing, like you said, with Chelsea and Drogba, it's one of those that um, we have to have players running off. We have to track those players too. You know, Drogba always had Lampard running off him, for instance. Lukaku's going to have Mount, Havertz... So we need to track those two. But it's, it's a massive game, biggest game of the season so far. Obviously, we've only had three games anyway, but I still think that it, it will shape up, uh, shape up the season. But um, as the Craig J, uh, as as the Craig K rather has also said, Matip's pockets contain keys, phone, <laughs> Lukaku. Matip's going to slip now. Uh, anyway um thank you to everybody for getting involved in today's podcast it was uh really good um obviously we, we did it off the cuff because because of the shakira news so all of everything that we planned was out the window but thank you for everyone to get involved in the comments and we hope to see you all again um any final words chris or daz um i i just want to say uh because we got the bad news yesterday teddy mack um has been diagnosed with dementia um, I've met him a few times, absolutely boss fella. Had time for everyone, so uh, hopefully, you know, onwards and upwards for him and his family. Definitely, I'd like to echo that as well. I mean, we, we were going to have him down for our supporters club AGM, and he rang up um, my dad, and he's like, All right, I like your name is Terry Mach here. And um, it's just like he's had spent loads of time conversations, you know, sorting things out. Sent me a video on my 18th birthday, you know, hell of a bloke. Um, and you know, we wish him the best on his journey. Same with Dennis Law as well of Man United. So, hopefully, you know, they they can be as comfortable as possible. Absolutely. 
absolutely um but thank you everyone yeah again i'm i'm gonna go and get a drink because um my vessel's empty and chris has had 12 so i need to catch up <laughs> you're second this is brilliant <laughs> i know i'm a anyway. student i know i'm a student but that's <laughs> student life on a sunday tut tut Anyway, thank you all. We will see you on the spaces on a Wednesday and a Saturday at 8pm. But until now, everybody take care. And as always, up the reds.